The History with Jackson podcast. Hello and welcome back to the History of Jackson podcast and welcome to our Gloucester History Festival special series. Now, this year we've had an exciting opportunity to cover some part, some small fraction of the Gloucester History Festival and we will be bringing that content to you in a couple of special episodes. Now, the Gloucester History Festival is an exciting event where history unfolds in one of the most historically fascinating cities in the UK. This year's festival theme is Quests and Curiosity, and over the two weeks from September the 2nd to September the 17th, 2023, it offers an impressive array of over 150 events, starting off with Gloucester Day celebrations and including tours, talks, heritage open days, exhibitions and the intriguing Blackfriar Talks. This year, the Blackfriar Talks feature more than 100 of Britain's best-known historians, broadcasters and authors. These thought-provoking discussions take place over the course of nine days within the impressive medieval venue of Blackfriars Priory. Now, if you're feeling you've missed out on one experience the festival, don't be worried as the festival returns next year for the spring weekend, taking place from Friday, April 12th to Sunday, April 14th, 2024, and again in autumn 2024 from Saturday, September 7th to Sunday, September 22nd, promising even more historical insights and adventures. So if you've missed it this year, be sure to plan ahead to come along in 2024. Now, without further ado, here is one of our episodes of the Gloucester History Festival special series. So hello and welcome to the History of Jackson podcast. Thank you very much. Oh, that's right. So thank you very much for coming on, Ian. I really appreciate it. How are you? I'm fine. I've just done my session at the festival and um, I think it went well. Oh, I'm sure it has. <laughs> so I want, want to ask you, and I ask this for every guest in the podcast, what was the inspiration behind your talk and, and your two books? Throughout my working life, whatever job I've had in politics and the media, one of the either conscious aims or subconscious aims is to try and get people more interested in the political process or politics in general. And I suppose that's developed now into history in general. And the, the point of these books that I've done on the Prime Ministers, US Presidents and now Kings and Queens is to enable people to read in, a, in an accessible way. I mean, these books are not academic books. There's not a single footnote in any of them. They're meant for a general reader, and they're meant to encourage you to read a bit more. So if you, if you read the chapter on Henry VII, and you think, well, I didn't know that. I'm really interested yeah. in him. You can then go and buy a biography of Henry VII. So each of the entries are, well, the shortest one is two pages, which is King uh, Elfwyd, who is the successor to King Alfred but we don't know anything about him and there's, there's literally nothing so the guy that he drew the short straw Matt Spadden <laughs> who wrote that chapter um, and then of course you've got uh, Queen Elizabeth II who had 6,000 words so um, it, I described it earlier as the ultimate Lou book and that you've got 64 <laughs> chapters there and hopefully you'll, some of them will grab you and you want to read a bit more about them I think that's the good, uh, good thing about these types of books, yeah. is that they are very easy and nice to read. So I think we kind of touched on this question. I kind of want to unpack it a little bit more, you know, talking about trying to make politics and history more accessible. Why do you think it's important for, for people to need to learn about politics and history? Well, I think if you don't, and maybe in later life you then go into politics, you're almost bound to make mistakes because there are so many events down the centuries that can teach us lessons that apply today. Um, 
just not just in economics but in the conduct of diplomacy and if you don't learn from who was it who said if you don't learn from history you're condemned to repeat it and I think there is a lot of truth in that and I think one of the shame uh, one thing I find a shame at the moment is amongst our current crop of politicians I wonder how many of them have any real historical knowledge at all beyond going back to the 1990s sometimes you think they they really don't understand things and I mean one thing I have learned is that all politics and indeed economics is cyclical when 1992 we all thought the, the Labour Party would never get back into power again than it did. We, we thought we would never have a left-wing Labour Party again after Michael Foote. We did under Jeremy Corbyn. We thought we'd conquered inflation and unemployment. Well, the inflation is certainly back. Unemployment, well, we'll see. So you can never rule anything out in politics, and that's what makes it so exciting in a way. Yeah, and I like that point that you're talking about history being cyclical and repeating itself, uh, because those examples are just the, probably some of the clearest recent examples in, yeah. in British history. Now, I want to go back to the books. You know, you've written, particularly Kings and Queens, with some other people. What were some of the challenges in, in writing something with other people? Well, I've written one of the 64 yeah. chapters, so, I mean, I should be very clear. I'm I've, sure it's a great I've, chapter. Well, yeah. I hope it is. I've edited these books, and it is a challenge. I mean, but it's so enjoyable to match the right author with the right monarch. And I've got a mixture of really well-known people like David Starkey, Jane Ridley, uh, all sorts of historians. But I've also got, there's a whole genre of younger female royal historians, which I wasn't aware of. Yeah. And I, I've been on the History Hack podcast. Is that a competitor to you? I suppose it is. Oh, no, we're all, we all, oh, we're all like each other. Right. So, yeah. okay. I, I, I won't spit. Um, <laughs> and Alex Churchill was absolutely brilliant into introdu- with introducing me to a, a whole load of people that I would never have come across otherwise. And they've been fantastic, and they've all been really enthusiastic. I think that they all seem incredibly grateful to have been asked to be involved in a project like this. And if you think about it, I mean, if you think about the economics of a book like this, I mean, unless it becomes a real bestseller, nobody's going to make a huge amount of money. So it is a little bit of a labour of love for everybody. Um, And, I mean, some of the... I mean, you do get turned down by some people who say, well, I would normally get £5,000 for writing this. And I said, well, okay, I get that. But if you think about it, I can't pay 64 times £5,000. No No publisher is going to give a 300000 advance for a book like this. Um, So... Getting that final, because there's always one person, whether it's a prime minister, president, or monarch, that nobody wants to do. Yeah. Getting that <laughs> final piece of the jigsaw into the right place, that's when you kind of think, oh, I've got, I've got a book here now. And this one, I have to say, of the three, I think has been the most pleasurable. But maybe it's because I'm, I know more about prime ministers and presidents than I do about monarchs. But it, it's been a brilliant pe- group of people to work with. Um, you always get, you always have to accept that if you've got 50 or 60 contributors, there's always going to be one or two that do let you down. There's always going to be one that delivers an essay that you think is not up to scratch. Then you have to decide, well, what do I do about that? Um, and it is a bit like herding cats. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I can every, imagine. Everybody who contributes, they've all got their own lives. They've all got other projects on. And they're not, I mean, okay, they are, get, they are all getting paid something, but not <laughs> enough for me to sort of stamp my feet and say, you said you would deliver by this date and you haven't done it. So I try to do it with some kid gloves. And it is sometimes a case of constantly cajoling without annoying people too yeah. much. No, I can understand that. Now, I have a, a final fun question, as we do for all our guests here. 
on the podcast. I want to ask you, what's your favourite day in politics and why? Oh, my God. My favourite day in politics. Well, I'll give you um, February the 11th, 1975. Okay. Do you know what happened that day? No, not at all. Shame on you. <laughs> um, Margaret Thatcher was elected leader of the Conservative Party. Now, that, that's not necessarily why, but I remember rushing upstairs, and I was, how old was I, 12? Um, rushing upstairs to tell my grandmother, who was ill in bed, that she had been elected leader of the Conservative Party, and my grandmother burst into tears. I thought, that's a bit odd. And it was because she was, she was 80 at the time, born in 1894, and she never thought she would ever see the day that a woman could be elected leader of a political party. And she then lived to see Margaret Thatcher become Prime Minister. Oh, wow. Um, just. And Margaret Thatcher was the reason that I got involved in politics. I mean, she, I saw her as an inspirational figure. I remember hearing a speech that she made in 1978 where she diagnosed the country's problems and not only that, came up with solutions. And you don't get that from any politicians. And I just instantly thought, well, I, I want to support her. So I became involved in the Conservative Party and uh, here I am today at the Gloucester History Festival. <laughs> I think that's a great mix of history and personal there. I like that answer. Thank you. Thanks now, very much. Obviously, our listeners are going to want to go away and grab a copy of your books. Interact with you online. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> where can they find you in the books? What, what do you mean? Oh, where can they find you online and grab a copy of your book? Oh, yeah. if, you, if you want a signed copy of the book, I can't get you a signed copy with all of the 64 contributors. Yeah, that would be want, a long page. If you want one signed by me, if you go to politicos.co.uk, um, and I'll happily do a personal dedication if you sort of put it on, on, the, uh, on the screen. Um, otherwise, I know it's available in bookshops all around the country now, and obviously everywhere you normally get them online. Oh, brilliant. Well, I've definitely, oh, I'm looking forward to jumping into my coffee after I've got it today. So thank you very much Hope for coming on. Hope you enjoy on. it. Thank you very much. That's right. No worries.